Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 10 through 12. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 10 through 12, New King James Version. Let's have a word of prayer while you're turning there. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verses 10 through 12. I'll be reading from the New King James Version. Father God, it's once again that we come before your presence in that name that's above every other name, the name of Jesus. You said in your word that every knee will bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And, and saying that, God, I'd rather bow now than have to be made to bow later. Lord, it's another New Year's Eve and folk are preparing to do this, that, and the other. But there ought not be any preparation without putting you first and foremost. Because if you don't keep us, there's no way we can be kept. So Lord, we give this waiting congregation over to you. Those that are under the sound of my voice, we thank you for our elder and all of the musicians, the praise and worship ministry. Everyone is in here has a ministry that God has given you. We thank you for each and every home that's represented here on this night. Even those that are listening, Lord, have your way. Convict, convince, and convert. You get glory, praise, and honor to yourself. We promise to give you back all the praise, all the honor, and all the glory. For it's in the name of Jesus that we pray. With thanksgiving always. And all of God's people said amen, amen, and amen. Faithful Sister Evelyn Little, we thank God for you holding up that spot back there. Amen. She was here earlier. She said, I'll be back, Lord willing. Amen. Deuteronomy chapter 11, verse 10. For the land which you go to possess is not like the land of Egypt from which you have come, where you sowed your seed and watered it by foot as a vegetable garden. But the land, verse 11, which you cross over to possess is a land of hills and valleys, ups and downs, which drinks water from the rain of heaven. Don't miss that. Verse 12 says, a land for which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning of the year to the very end of the year. I want to talk around the thought, the title, Prepped or Prepared for a New Year's Eve Transition. I'm asking a question this evening as we prepare for New Year's Eve transition. As you and I look ahead to the new year 2024, will you depend on the resources of men or the resources of God? That's what's in the text. I wish I had some witnesses in up in here. I said, are you prepared for what men and people have to offer? Or are you, or will you be prepared and ready to receive what God has to offer? Amen, somebody. Again, this is New Year's Eve 2023. Just seems like we just got into the year and it's over already. That speaks to us that we're getting older. Time is going by seemingly faster. 
And the older you get, the faster time goes. Am I right about it? When I was young, I wanted to speed up because I wanted to be older. You know, I wanted to be like the old heads. Now I'm an old header. And now I'm trying to slow it down. Amen. I don't want to be like Tory getting, I mean, excuse me, getting old. Amen. And this is New Year's Eve 2023. And in just a few hours, just a few hours, we're going to be ushering in, if God wills it, January the 1st, 2024. And understand with the new year, always it gives us an opportunity for a new beginning, a new start, a new look. And the question I ask this morning, in this morning's sermon, some of you may have remembered, and those that are looking out, what will you do different in the new year to make the new year better than the year we're passing through? Y'all looking at me funny. What are you going to do? Remember we said you got to prepare for the new year. You got to prepare ahead of time for what's coming on down the line. And this morning, I really didn't get a response to the question. And again, I'm asking it this evening. Are you prepared? You don't need to look at the person next to you. You don't have to look at your book. Are you right now prepared for the transition that's getting ready to take place and to get us into a new year? And understand when we say Happy New Year to somebody. We are inviting the new year to be a better year than what we're coming out of. Hello, somebody. I don't know about you, but when I think about some of the stuff that's already happened in 2023, I can't wait to get out of it, to get by it. And we are inviting or we are passing on a blessing that we hope we see answers to. I'm talking about answers. Anybody been praying lately? You ought to be praying. Remember I said this morning, the reason some folk are stuck in yesterday is because you haven't prayed for tomorrow. The reason some of us are stuck in what we are caught up in is because your prayer life is not what it should be. And the reason some people's prayer life is what it not is, should be is because you don't know God like that or you don't prioritize him like that or when you do start praying, you become convicted and you don't want to be convicted because God exposes some stuff. That's right. That's right. Happy New Year. Every year people stay up after midnight to see the old year go out and the new year come in. Some people stay up just for the countdown and to bear witness to the end of the year passing by. And then you got other people that, that, that stay up not only to witness the, the end of the year, but they want to celebrate the incoming year with a sign of relief and expectation. Now some people put God on the back burner. But it's nothing new. You got partying to do. You got this and that to do. And the same God that gave you grace and mercy to get to this year, you still don't want to take the time out at the end of this year to thank him for getting you up to this point. 
See, some people abuse the grace. That's right. That's right. Because God is so good, they just abuse him. They want to have their time without giving God any of his time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it makes us think about some things. For instance, if nothing changes, nothing will ever happen different. If you do not have a plan for the new year, the new year will become just like the last year, just an old year. But in this new year, we have, we have a chance to change some things that will in fact change your life and mine. Every year people move from one location to another. That's not uh, just geographically, but spiritually. We, we move from one place to another. We move from one location to another. But you find out your same problems follow you everywhere you go. We look because there's a new location, but the same problems irritate you. It may be different in what it looks like, but problems, dramas everywhere. Everywhere you go, big house, little house, drama, drama, drama. Uh, nothing's changed. You can run, but you can't hide. What's that going on here? Something else going on over there. Amen, somebody. You need to know some things, you need to get these things. Listen to me. Some things need to be retained. Some things need to be removed. And some things need to be remembered. I think I need to say that again. Y'all yeah, yeah. better listen. Don't waste your time on New Year's Eve saying God didn't tell you something. Yeah, yeah. There's some things right now. Some things need to be retained. Some things need to be removed. Yeah. And some things, Sister Pat, need to be remembered. You need to know what to do with each one of those things yeah. I just mentioned in our lives. I said, as we prepare for a brand new year, something needs to be either retained, removed, or remembered. Now understand, Pastor, you said retain, remember, same thing. Wait a minute. Repaint, retain means to have or to hold on to. Yeah. Understand in terms of memory, retain means you already currently right now have knowledge of some specific things. Yeah. Whereas to remember is to think back to a past event or happening. Yeah. I said to retain means that, that, that you hold on to that which God has already given to you. You hold on, we say, to God's unchanging hands. Hold on to telling the uncompromised truth that you already had. Nobody else has to tell you that. You've already got enough truth right now. You don't have to water it down or compromise its meaning. You know already that the Bible says in John 14 that Jesus is the way. Jesus is the truth. Jesus is the life. There's no other way. You don't need, you don't need, you retain that. I don't care what somebody else says. There is no other way. Jesus said, I am. Am I right about it? Well, wait a minute. I said there are three things. The second thing is what you need to remove or, or be mindful of in the new year. It's what you need to remove. You need to get rid of 
Here we go. Some people. Y'all don't want to hear that. People. Places where you go. People, place, and things. You know the stuff in the back of the drawer. You know the thing when you, you when you walk, you hear a creak on the uh, on the board, and that's your hiding spot. Yeah. You need to get rid of some stuff. Yeah. You need to get rid of anything and everything that causes you to grieve the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about disobedience, yeah. unforgiveness, yeah. guilt, yeah. bitterness, yeah. sinful anger, and lies. Yeah. No, some folk need to stop lying. Because the world is filled with lies and liars. Y'all looking at me funny. You ain't listening to the news lately. People in high places as well as low places. They lying. Straight up. Lying. And I heard Jesus said, you shall know the truth. And the truth will set you free. The truth is liberating. I know what it is. Some people can't stand or handle the truth. So they'll settle for a lie because the lie makes you feel better. But the truth is, the lie is just what it is. And the Bible says the devil is the father, the progenitor of lies. And there is no truth in the devil. And if you keep lying, you're lying like the devil. Now you heard me say this morning, don't take it personal. Because if the shoe don't fit, don't wear it. But if the shoe fits, you got to wear it. Come on. What's that girl that, that had to find her right shoe? Cinderella. We got Cinderella's up in here. Cinderella, Cinderella's up in here. You know. You, you, you got to get rid of some stuff. Am I right about it? You got to get rid of some stuff. You, you got to get rid of some falsity, some, some things that are not there. Too many people trying to fake it till they make it. Man, I got to put this in. I'm so disappointed. I went home. Remember I gave the illustration about the eagles today? Oh, man. I was talking about people have signature moves. Remember I said, uh, what's the boxer, uh, Mike Tyson? He has signature moves. You know, I have to say it again, because I watch how he, you know, how little guy compared, he, he was knocking out big people, little people, build up people, skinny people, white people, black people, brown people, purple people. He was a purple people eater people. And I was wondering, Crystal, how he was doing. He had pivot moves. When he pivot, he hit with everything. Wow! Hit you in your body, break a rib. But he packed, that was his signature move. He said, what do you do? When you get a whoop, put power into it. And then I got with the beagles, I mean eagles. Man, I went home. I told my wife, don't turn those. She's looking at me now, honey, I'm, 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 I'm telling it. Add the eagles on. And first they was up to 100 to 1. Might as well. And I said, see, I forgot what, 21 or 7 or 6 or something. Next thing I know, Reverend Pointer calls me up. Dad, they behind me. I said, I told you I don't want to hit. I talked about their signature move. What was it? Tush push. 
It ain't work this time. It ain't working. What's your tush push move for the new year? You can't be with the eagles. I'll tell you what, it, it's got to be God and him alone. If he's in front, if God is moving, God will move everything out of the way. Amen, somebody. But there's a third thing that we need not never forget. And that's to never forget what the Lord has done for you and me. Am I right about it? You need to remember and never forget. Romans 5 and 8 says, while we were yet sinners, while we were still doing our thing, while we were still faking it, while we were still perpetrating a fraud, you know why some folk don't want to be Christians and I said it this morning. The only thing you do as a Christian is go to church. But you come where they are after church in between. You still party. You still get drunk. You still shake your whatever. You, the only thing you do different is you went to church. And they say if the church don't mean no different or make no difference to you or on you or change you, why do I need to go? I didn't say you can't have fun. But you've got to set boundaries. There's got to be something about your Christianity that lets everybody else know you won't go over. You can't do everything you used to do. Oh my God, somebody. I heard well, when you get saved, all things pass away. Behold, you have become brand new. They need to see Jesus, not you. Oh, are you prepared? I heard somebody say, when I think about the Lord and all all he's done for me my soul my heart my mind shouts out hallelujah hallelujah I thank God I don't care what you go with I thank God each and every day I thank God I thank God I thank the God that saved me 35, 40 years ago. I thank him for lifting me up, turning me around, placing my feet on solid ground. I thank God. Why am I excited? You'll get excited later on. Still wake up with a headache. Still wake up with a hangover. Still wake up with haters. Still wake up with people talking about you. But a night with Jesus. Sleeping with the Lord. You'll wake up clean. You'll wake up free. You'll wake up a new man or woman. Even if nobody else wants to talk to you. He'll talk to you. Anybody ever tried to talk, have a little talk with Jesus? He never puts you on hold. He never closes the line. He never says leave a message. He's always there. He's always there. You'll call him when you want to. And he's never late. Because he's always on time. Oh, I know I'm boring y'all. But I'm talking about being prepared for New Year's transition. Let me ask. 
Don't look at nobody. Look at me. Out there, look at me. Don't look at your boyfriend. Don't look at your girlfriend. Don't look at your wife or husband. Look at me, because you're getting trouble. I'm just asking a question. You know it. Are you a believer? Or are you a non-believer? Is Jesus Christ your savior? Or are you still thinking about it? What are you or who are you putting your faith in tonight? Will you allow the Lord to be Lord in your life? And that's a yes or no. Will you be obedient to God's word or do things your own way? That's a yes or no. Will you trust God or are you putting your trust in something else, your accomplishments, your awards? That's simply a yes or no. Jeremiah 29, 11, and I'm almost done. Says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. God's got a plan for us. The reason we don't realize God's plan oftentimes is because we have plans that counter what God already has planned for us. And then we say it don't work. God says, you're not doing my will. You're trying to do your will. The Bible says God has a plan to prosper you and I. And prospering doesn't always have to do with money. You got people with money that's just a sad, dejected, you can keep making money and ain't enough money to be made. I'd rather have joy than a lot of money that just keeps on going out of pockets. Like, like you got holes in your pocket. The more you make, the more it goes out. Because God says, you're not putting me first. Amen, somebody. The Proverbs writer says, trust in the Lord, Proverbs 3, with all your heart. Not half-heartedly. All your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him and he will make your path straight. Am I right about it? I don't have time and won't take the time to get into the text, but you need to understand. Verse 12 of our passage says, A land for which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning of the year to the very end of the year. God knows where you're starting out tonight. He knows what your plans are on after you leave out of here. Not that you can't have plan to have fun, but will people see Christ in anything you do? Yeah. Or will you just blend in with everybody else? Yeah. Or when they talk about you tomorrow or next week, when they say, uh, Pastor Pointer was at the thing tonight, and, and, and they say, well, he, he was just like everybody else. I told y'all this morning, I talked to a preacher. He was talking about people get caught up in bigness, mega churches and all that. People seem to equate success with how many people you got. Somebody came in here counting. Counting don't mean nothing. You can have 400 people in here and everybody be a wreck. 400 people with cracked hearts. You can have a pretty building and it's still wrecked. You're worrying about God cleaning up your building. God said, I want to clean up your heart first. Yeah, yeah. If you can worship me in spite of all that other exterior stuff, God said, then it's time for me to get the exterior. But God works on the inside out. Yeah. We want stuff to work on the outside in. It don't work that way. The land of Egypt depended upon the Nile River for its fertility. But in contrast, the land of Canaan depended upon the rains that came from heaven for its fertility. Some people depended upon the work of the people to get the waters that they need from the Nile. God's people depended upon God 
raining down heaven all that they needed. Am I right about it? I'm just trying to let somebody to know. You need to understand. You need to make up your mind some things. And I'm going to leave you with these four things tonight. You need to get this. You need to get this. When you're in class and the, and the professor says you need to get this, that means God's going to test you later on. And don't fail the test and say, I didn't know, Pastor, no. You didn't take the notes. You said, I'll remember it. And God said, no, there's going to be some distractions. And you're going to say, what did he say? You can go for yourself. When we cross over into the promised land, 2024, in a few hours, keep these four blessings in mind that the people of God realized way back then. Number one, God's provision. I'm going to give you the four and then we're going to talk briefly about them. God's provision, God's presence, God's promise, and God's protection. That's what you're going to need. That's what I'm going to need, y'all. That's what our city is going to need. God's provision, God's presence, God's promise, and God's protection. That's what you're going to need in your house. Am I right about it? As we prepare to cross over, and I'm getting ready to close, you got to do so with the same challenges that Moses gave the people so long ago. I said as we cross over into a new year, we're reminded first of all, God's provision. Because he says it right in Deuteronomy chapter 11. That's why we open up the Bible. Faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Deuteronomy 11, 11 and 12 says, New Living Translate, rather, <coughs> the land you will soon take over is a land, don't miss this, of hills and valleys. When we go into 2024, some people say, every time I trust God, I still have problems. God said, I can tell you what. In this world, you're always going to have problems. You're going to have hills and valleys. But it's in the valley when you learn about how God, good God is. It's in the valley you find out about God's provision. Am I right about it? I said, we need to understand we're going to still have some ups and downs. We're going to still have some ins and outs. But God will still rain down his blessings on you and me. Am I right about it? Understand the rain is symbolic in several ways. Rain is a sign of God's provision. Rain is a sign of divine favor and abundance. That's what you got to realize. Am I right about it? Rain lets you to know that God is in control. Rain is also a symbol of God's cleansing. Some of us are dirty. I'm not talking about physically. We're dirty spiritually. We allow anything and everything to corrupt our minds. And rain is a symbol of God's purification and renewal. I said rain is a symbol of his blessings and provision, his cleansing. Rain is a symbol of God's word. Hello, somebody. I'm trying to hasten here. Rain is what God does for his people. He'll rain down on you. I've heard you sing the song. Rain down on me. Not only the provision. But as we prepare for transition into the new year, God's presence, 
Verse 12 says, a land which the Lord your God cares. The eyes of the Lord your God are always on it from the beginning of the year to the very end of the year. I don't know about you, but I don't want to go nowhere or be anywhere apart from God's presence. Am I right about it? I don't know about you, but I heard somebody give a testimony just today. It was Sister Sarah Darby. If she's watching, she'll be wear witness. She said something was going on with a family member. And it didn't look too good. And out of the blue, some strange guy walked by and started praying for the sick, seemingly dead family member. And it said the prayer seemed to awaken the seemingly dead family member. <coughs> which said to our member, God's got angels. That's right. That's right. Watching. That's right. <coughs> over you and me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God lets us to know that He's present yeah. in your life and mine. Yeah. I heard Joshua 1 5 says, No one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. Yeah. I will never, yeah. ever, 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 yeah, yeah. ever, ever, yeah, yeah. ever, yeah, yeah. leave or forsake you. Yeah. Am I right about it? Yeah. I said we need God's presence because we struggle against at least four things. Y'all ain't getting none of it. That's fine. When you come for counsel, I'm going to say, did you get it? We struggle against at least four things. Loneliness. You can be surrounded with a whole lot of people and be lonely. You can have a wife or a husband beside you and still be lonely. You can have children all around you, four, five, six, and be lonely. <coughs> we struggle not only against loneliness, but against worry. Somebody in here now, you worrying yourself sick. Not only struggle against loneliness and worry, but temptation. Not only struggle against loneliness, worry, and temptation, but discouragement. Yeah. Am I right about it? You don't have to worry because God says we ought not worry. Am I right about it? God says bring all that you're worried about to me. Am I right about it? But there's a third thing. God's promise. God promises. Anybody excited about what God's promise is? I love it when he says I'll never leave. That's one of them. Not forsake you. When everybody else forsakes you. When mom and daddy forsake you. When brother and sister forsake you. When your wife or husband forsakes you. When your children forsake you. When your neighbors forsake you. When the job you ought to got and they give it to somebody else forsakes you. The Lord will never forsake you. Isn't that right? He makes promises. What Moses was saying. Better yet, what is God saying to you tonight? But wait a minute. There's one more thing. <clears throat> you need to know that the promise is conditional. Yeah. It's conditional. Because verse 13 says, begins with if. And verse 14 begins with then. In other words, the promise is not for everybody. But it's for those who love the Lord and are willing to serve him with all their heart. And so somebody wants God to do everything like he's a cosmos genie. You want God to come and do everything for you and your family and you're not going to do your part. 
No, if my people who are called by my name would humble themselves, <coughs> seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and turn, look, and heal their land and forgive them for their sins. God's going to do him if. But if you do or you don't do, you want to get a then. Am I right about it? Well, let me leave you as I close. I said, are we prepared, ready for the transition into the new year? You need God's protection. The psalmist says, and I'm closing. Psalms 91, beginning at verse 1. Said those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. This I declare about the Lord. He alone is my refuge. He alone is my place of safety. He alone is my God. He alone will I place all my trust. For he will Somebody say he will. He will rescue you and me from every trap. People lay traps for you. The devil lays traps for you. <coughs> when I left tonight, my wife said it. She didn't have to say it, but she said, honey, don't forget to come and give me a hug and a kiss before you leave. And when I got quiet in another room, I was looking at some stuff. She said, baby, boo. And she waited to hear from me, boo boo. And I said, huh, honey. She said, I just wanted to hear your voice. I wanted to make sure huh, that you wouldn't forget me, that you would come in and say, give me a hug and a kiss to make me feel protected because I'm going to be all by myself for a little while. I said, you don't need to be afraid of the terrors of the night nor the arrow that flies by the day. God will protect you. I'm dependent upon God's protection to get me home tonight. I might leave out of here 10 after 9, but on my way home, I'm going to ask for traveling mercies. I got a wife waiting on me. I got a boo waiting on me. I got a baby waiting on me. And I'm waiting on her. But I need God's protection from danger seen and unseen. I don't know about you, but I'm trusting him. I'm trusting him. I'm trusting Jesus. Ain't he all right? Ain't he all right? When we get to the new year, I'm going to trust God. I trust him in 2023. I'm going to trust him in 24. Am I right about it? Say yeah. Say yeah. Say yeah. Hallelujah. <clears throat> the Bible says don't dread the disease that stalks in darkness nor the disaster that strikes at midday though a thousand fall at your right side at your side though ten thousand are dying around you the evils those evils will not touch you I'm trusting God through it all for the church, for God's people, amen somebody. 
You're intimate with me and I'm intimate with you. You go to a big church, you can't get the pastor to talk to you. I know people in this church from babies. You go somewhere else, they don't know you, they go night, but they don't know you like I know you. And they certainly don't know you like God does. You need somebody that really cares. Walks with you. Talks with you. Tells you some things. That's what the Lord does as we rest on our feet. As we rest on our feet. Take heed somebody. Let your heart be deceived. And you turn aside and serve other gods and worship them. There's nobody that's going to do you like Jesus. Am I right about it? I pray when you leave from here tonight. I don't want to burst your party bubble. But I want to insulate you. That you'll impact the party and the party won't impact you. That they'll see Jesus. Am I right about it? Because the enemy wants to pervert, provoke and prevent. God wants to retain. He wants you to remember some stuff and to put away some other stuff. All heads bowed. We're almost ready for the new year. But we don't want to assume that everybody here has a relationship with the God. The one and only God that can get us through into the new year. His name is Jesus. The Bible says that every one of us have sinned. All of us. All of us have sinned and come short of the glory of God. The Bible says the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Remember I taught at Bible study because I heard some prophets say we're not saved. It's a process. You're saved automatically. Sanctification is a process. Amen. Sir. Justification got us saved. We were declared righteous. But then there's a process. We're saved from the penalty of sin. We're being saved from the power of sin. And ultimately we're going to be saved out of the presence of of sin. That's the process. So don't try to put me as, as, as uh, don't do anything wrong. Pray for me. Pastor's wrong. This, You got your faults. We all have our faults. God don't want us to talk about each other. Hold each other up. If you're not saved tonight, you want to go to heaven, Jesus said he's the only way to get there. Is there anybody in here not saved? Christ can be your savior. Out there, I know you're watching. <clears throat> if you're not saved, you want to accept Christ. Second call. You're already saved, but you don't have a church home. The doors of ABC is open to you. Why don't you come? Is there one? Out there. You say you're looking for a perfect church? There is no perfect church on this side of heaven. It's always going to be something wrong. You thought Everything was wrong at your church until you went to the other church and you found out what they don't have. Nobody has everything going on. Third call. You already saved. You already have a church on. But maybe you're backslider. You want to be restored back to the joy of your salvation. It can start with being in a body of believers. <clears throat> you're going to spend time with somebody's crowd. I'd rather spend it with people that are like-minded. 
You want to be restored? You a backslider? You come to church every Sunday and be a backslider. You don't have the joy of your salvation. It's open for you too. Is there anyone out there? I see God talking to somebody. How do you see? I sense the Holy Spirit moving for somebody out there. You want me to shut up? God says, no, you stand up and admit it's you. Father God, we thank you and we praise you. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us New Year's Eve transition, getting ready for the new year. We thank you, God, for each and every home that's represented here on tonight. We ask God that you would convict, convince, and convert. Give us what we stand in need of, God. We surrender to you even right now. We say yes to your will, your word, and your way. Grant us traveling mercies as we leave from this place, but never from your presence. And we ask these and all the other blessings in Jesus' name. And for his sake, we pray with thanksgiving always. Everybody say amen, amen, and amen. That's all right if you don't want. That's okay. You don't want to do it. <laughs> Somebody pass me not. Oh yeah, pass me not. Oh gentle Savior.